Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you're wonderful. You are my counselor, the mighty God. Oh, Lord, you are the everlasting Father. You are the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mm, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, blessed assurance. Father, have your way. Have your way, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thy will be done, O God, on earth. Give us this day, my God, our daily bread. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, O God. Thank you for your tender mercies. Lord, you've blotted out our complaint. Oh, God, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, love of my soul. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus. We come before you this morning again thanking you, O God. Thanking you for your great grace, your tender mercies. 
your love, your compassion. Oh, God, continue to fill us with your love. Fill us, Lord, from the crown of our heads to the soles of our feet. Open our minds, open our intellect, open our understanding to your word. Lord, help us to draw nearer to you as you draw near to us, my God. Father, enlighten us, edify us, we pray. Oh, God, pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and you. Help us, oh God, to walk in the Spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord, we pray and commit our afflictions to you. Oh, God, we trust in you. Continue to bless us, oh God. Continue to separate us from our sins. These mercies we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak to us, we pray. Jesus. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way in our midst. As we study together, as we learn one from another, oh God. Oh God. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our minds. Oh, that we may know you, oh God. Hallelujah. Send your anointing, oh God. Ooh, let your anointing fill this temple. Let your anointing fill this place. Yes, Lord. We say yes unto you. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. A pleasant good morning to you, you and you, for the round here this morning, and it's good to be back. Today is Tuesday, the 16th day of June in 2020, and this is the Master of Arts New Testament Letters program. We're currently studying the book of 2 Corinthians, and we are at the ninth chapter. We thank and praise God for each and every one of you that have joined us as we continue to move forward in our studies. Our topic today, for us touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. Our topic today, for us touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. The Apostle Paul continued 
in the ninth chapter of Second Corinthians from where he left off in the sixth, seventh, and eighth. In the ninth chapter, he said, as touching the ministering to the saints. It is superfluous. It's redundant. There's no need. I shouldn't even have to say this to you. It is redundant. You, you, you should know this. For us touching the ministering to the saints, that's the job. That's the under-shepherd. The shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He provides and protects. And Paul says, it wasn't really necessary. You should have known that it is your task to care for the sheep. Now, Jesus is that good shepherd. He faced opposition in his ministering to the saints. He fed them. He counseled with them. He taught them. And they were drawn to him. In fact, in fact, in St. John chapter 11, verse 48, a council convened, making decisions concerning Jesus Christ. And their reasoning went like this. If we leave him alone, if we leave Jesus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and our nation. So in the course of their discussion, as they began to summarize their argument, this is the point that they reach. If we leave Jesus alone, all men will believe on him. And then that threat of force, the armed forces of the imperial government, always lying behind, wanting to impose the culture, the will, and the determinations of another. And the Sanhedrin was in fear of this. They were not just in fear of the Romans, but they wanted to protect their position. And as they said, the nation, because while there's a nation, they will have the position of leadership and authority and dominion in the nation. So they decided that they should offer up Jesus to be killed out of envy. But God, God, when times passed, allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, in that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. God had allowed the other nations, the various nations, to walk in their own ways in idolatry, and they had separated themselves, and they had no law, so the Lord had allowed them, but he used nature to teach them. He left not himself without a witness. And then he chose, Jesus Christ chose apostles, men, men of Israel, that he would send out into the nations. Paul wrote again our topic today, first touching the ministering to the saints. There's no need for me to write to you. This is something you ought to know. We spoke to you about the collection for the saints, caring for the saints, making provision. So Paul says, I, I, I don't even see why I should be telling you this. It's like any parent having children going to make provision for their children. The parents are not going to use the children to go out in the fields and work. 
to take care of the greed and the need of the parents, but vice versa. So Paul said it was superfluous for me to write to you. Now Paul and Silas went out as the Lord had sent them out into the world. Disciples and Paul and Silas were now out in the world and they arrived in a place called Philippi. They began to teach and to preach and when you go out, you're going to encounter different kinds of spirits because many spirits are going out into the world. They encountered a young woman with a spirit of divination who followed them around for days. People will follow you around for a while and they'll be into all kind of religion and uh, divination and sorcery and witchcraft and all those kind of stuff. And some of them will even say words that are true. This woman did. These men are the servants of the Most High God, she said. What she said was true, but it was done through divination. So Paul and Silas, after three days, they cast out that spirit. And um, those who made gain, her masters, who made gain from what she did, were angry. And they brought Paul and Silas before the magistrates. They were beaten, cast in prison, and the Lord used an earthquake to deliver them. The Philippian jailer and his old house turned to the Lord, received Christ Jesus, and were baptized. Then Paul departed and came to Corinth. And while in Corinth, Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians hearing, believed, and were baptized. Now, with Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believing in his house, he was a man in an influential position with regards to the Jews. In believing and baptized, influenced many, and many of the Corinthians were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. A leader can influence for the good or for the bad. Crispus adopted Christianity, accepted it, and became a good influence on the people. But other rulers, other leaders in their era, many err not knowing the scriptures, many blind can't see, and they lead others in blindness, leading them to the ditch. But not so Christmas. His eyes were open because blindness in part had come to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Please open your eyes and study the word. A superficial knowledge of the word of God is going to lead you to a superficial position. Remember there were ten virgins. But five of the virgins were foolish. Five of the virgins thought that the Lord was going to come quickly. There is a danger in making your own assumptions with regards to the coming of the Lord. Five of the virgins thought the Lord would arrive soon. The other five prepared themselves. They prepared themselves based on the word of God. So those that were ready went in while the foolish had gone because the Lord had delayed his coming. Their oil had run out and now they had gone to buy oil. While they were gone, the bridegroom came and the wise went in. We continue in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, touching the ministering to the saints. It reads thus, For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you, 
For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achaia was already a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked many. You can provoke people to do that which is right, or you can provoke them to do that which is wrong. We as a people have to understand provocation and words such as provocation are not necessary. Bad. It has a connotation because it has so often been associated with doing things that are contrary to the norm. But provocation can be towards doing that which is right. Here Paul said as touching the ministering to the saints. I shouldn't have to tell you this. Your parental instincts should kick in you as a minister, as a man of God, as a woman of God, as a caring person. See your brother or your sister have a need. It should come to your mind, to your heart, to your Is there something that I can do to address this need? And that goes for all of us. It's a part of ministering. Ministering is not getting up and preaching at people or to people expecting to receive based on what we are seeing going on around us that has become the norm. But not so. The good shepherd ought to give his life for the sheep. We ought to be the ones out there taking care of others. I know the forwardness of your mind. That you had a ready mind. You have the I began to boast of you to others, to those of Macedonia and Achaia. I was boasting, I was boasting that Achaia was ready a year ago. That one year ready to do this. One year ago, you had a mind and a heart to care for others and the zeal that you had. That desire, that strong desire. Provoke many to do that which is right. There are those who provoke others to do the wrong things. But we ought not to emulate those. We ought to emulate those that do right and walk in the right ways of God. So Paul continued saying, Yet, if I sent the brethren, lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that, as I said, ye may be ready. So Paul said, you know, yes, I did boast about you. I told others that I saw in you the ability, the passion, the desire to do great things. And I boasted about it. But I sent some brethren so that you may be ready, prepared, having things in order. Yet have I sent the brethren less or boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf. That as I have said, you may be ready. Preparation, getting ready, making sure one is ready for an event, an occasion, whatever it may be, is necessary. Because Paul said, less aptly, less perchance, when they come, less aptly, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we Notice that we say not ye, 
We said we should be ashamed in this confident boasting. But how come you're boasting about these people doing so great and uh, walking right and doing the right thing? And when we visited them, they're not ready. They're not matured. Hey, I'm going to be ashamed. So Paul was saying, let's aptly, if they of Macedonia comes, if the bishops and the elders and whatever they choose to call themselves come, and find you unprepared, we're going to be ashamed. We boasted about you. We saw the talent. We saw the desire. We knew that and we know that you have the potential. And it is our task to work with you, to provoke you onto good works. But still, we don't want when others come, they find you unprepared. Unable, lacking in the necessary skills to do the job. I met a man and he was just about going at 500 miles per hour. He didn't have any time to look at the details. He didn't have time to be properly prepared. We warned him for over a year. Hey, this is the right way. Take your time. Make sure you get the right tools. But you know, he, he, he had his own mindset on. And then he fell in the ditch. It's harder to dig him out of the ditch than it is to prevent him from going in the ditch. So Paul said, lest we should be ashamed in this confident boasting. We know you're able. We know you can do great things. You can do all things. And I, we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. But we have to take time to make the necessary preparations. Foolish virgins don't prepare. Foolish virgins, foolish individuals don't want anyone to tell them anything because they know everything. He said, therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they should go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before, that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. My, my, my. Now, the apostle spoke these words. He said, he thought it necessary, he exhorted the brethren that they should go before unto the people and make up beforehand your bounty. What you wanted to give. What you had purpose in your heart to give. He said you had noticed before. A lot of times you walk into places without notice. And they tell you. Oh we want all the ministers to do this. And you go that's not the spirit of the Lord. That is not of God. That is covetousness. Paul said, therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they should go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. See, the word of God is powerful truth. When you get away from the word, then you develop schemes and means of extortion and manipulation and such like. But if you follow the word and do as the word says, then you will be a believer and a doer of the word. 
But this I say, Paul continued, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. We got to get the right condition of the heart. We must get the right condition of the heart. He said, I say this to you. He which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. You want to know why your situation is the way it is? Because of your effort. You sowed sparingly. Not just, I'm not talking about sowing no seed and money and stuff like that. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is in the work of the Lord, in the ministry of the Lord, preparation and effort. The things that you do are to be done bountifully. It ought to be done as unto the Lord. You can't wait till Sunday when you put on your Sunday clothes and you put on your Sunday spirit and then, or Saturday or whichever day you choose, then you go and you're doing the Lord's work. This is a daily work, carrying the cross of Jesus Christ daily. If you're going to come after the Lord, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow the Lord. So it's in the course of your daily life, in the course of your normal activities that you minister to and labor for the Lord. This I say, he which sow it sparingly shall reap also sparingly so invest your time every single day every way every moment your attitude the spirit in which you walk is an investment is a sowing in the kingdom and then even your natural resources as you invest in the kingdom of god but he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully but coercion, like you see many have done in places of assembly, trying to manipulate and deceive, using cunning, crafty words, manipulate individuals, is not allowed. The word says, every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, not of compulsion, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. You're going to encourage people to give. Do it according to the word of God. Every man as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Let the Lord speak to his heart. Allow the Lord to speak to the hearts of individuals. And as they purpose in their Hearts, so let them give. You see, you say, you tell us we walk by faith. You got to exercise and demonstrate faith that God is able to do exceeding and abundant above all we can ask or think. And that faith of God will manage us that we make right decisions in our stewardship. But you go overboard and you do stuff that the Lord don't tell you to do. Then you try to manipulate people to go along with decisions that you made without consulting the Lord. Then you try to pronounce curses upon the people of God. Put them in fear. Manipulate the scriptures. Handle the word of God deceitfully so that you might achieve your own objectives. That's not right and not of God. But the word says, every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. 
Let him give that way. Not grudgingly. He, oh man. There's all the ministers got to give $200. He's going to look bad if I don't. And he's doing it grudgingly. He's doing it out of his rent money. That's necessity. And he's not cheerful. But God loveth the cheerful giver. Don't provoke men to sin or to anger or to wrath. Why don't you get it right? Get back to the word. Study the word. Begin to operate according to the pattern of the word shown unto you. And then God is able to make all grace abound unto you. That little becomes much as you receive it. Just like you telling the people. Turn it. Apply it to yourself. Become first partaker. God is able to make all grace abound toward you. <laughs> I was saying to my wife yesterday or the day before, I found some money. She goes, mine. I said, how much? Then she started thinking and wondering. And she came up with a figure. I said, no, it wasn't the amount that I found in my pocket. <laughs> so then she got to recalibrate. And we went on and we came on again. And we were joking about it. Then I said, you know, I found $50 in my pocket. Just say, I put it in there. I go, well, mm, I don't know, but thank you anyhow. And we had a good laugh, and we laughed in the Lord. God is able to surprise you at times. At times, you just don't know what God will do. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always having all sufficiency in all things, all all, all, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He will give you his all, that you may abound to every good work. And you can serve the Lord with joy. You can have joy in your house, joy in your fellowship, joy among your friends. Joy, 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 J-O-Y, joy. Oh, I can spell that. Amen. As it is written, yet dispersed abroad, sown abroad, spread abroad, diffused. He hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Virgin, you can't just be collecting tithes and offerings for yourself. As it is written, he had dispersed abroad. The collection for the saints. Distributing to the necessity of the saints. He had dispersed abroad. He had given to the poor. This is the word. It's not just for you and your greed. It's for others and their need. He had given to the poor. His righteousness remained forever. Now listen to this. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower. <laughs> Boy, this is deep. <clears throat> Let me get a drink of water. Hallelujah. Now he that ministereth serve or offereth seed to the sower. Now why is God going to bring seed into your place or into your house or into your possession because you're going to sow that seed. You're not going to 
lock it up in your barn. Oh, I got a whole bunch of seed and corn, and you're going to store it up there and you keep it. It is not beneficial to you nor to others because if you gather much, you're not going to have anything left over, or, nor if you gather little, will you have lack. But seed is for sowing. Now, he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your own seed, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Don't just tell people this gospel and you don't practice it. Don't be a foolish virgin. He that ministereth. Seed to the sower, but minister bread for your food. God is going to bless you with your daily bread. Oh, my wife and I, we have fun. We joke all the time. We laugh all the time. And what's for dinner tomorrow? Uh, and I say to her, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. And she goes, come on, come on. You see, you all don't got to. He that minister at seed to the sower. The one that is going to sow the seed. Both minister bread for your food. God knows what you will need. He knows what you will need. He cares for the sparrows. He cares for the flowers. He cares for you. He will multiply your own seed. God will make that. I found money in my pocket. He will multiply your own seed and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Somebody said, why <coughs> you saying you found money in your pocket? Well, I had hung up that pan someplace about a month ago. I had no intention of getting to that pair of pants. But for some reason, I, I, I took it and, oh, I'm going to wear this. Push my hand in the pocket and money was in there. God will multiply your seed. He'll disperse abroad, it increase the fruits of righteousness, and not just money, in many things, in knowledge of the word, in the fellowship of the saints, in the presence of others. He'll allow you to find peace, he'll allow you to find in the presence of others the things of God. The word says, now he that ministereth seed to the sower. God will give you seed and bring seed into what you're doing if you will sow it. Sow it in the vineyard. Cast your bread upon the water. It is superfluous that I talk to you about ministering to the saints. This you should know. You should have in place the collection for the saints. I don't need to tell you this again. I don't need to preach this again. This ought to be your regular practice. The Bible says, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. <coughs> the word says, being, in, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. God will make people give thanks to him if you do the right thing. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness. Abundant overflowing you begin to drink from the sauce because the cup overflow but manipulation deceit cunning craftiness and in the word of god deceitfully is not the right way but being enriching everything to all bountifulness 
again. <laughs> I was uh, uh, looking through my briefcase and uh, I found an envelope of money that I had forgotten. And I'm just not just talking about money. And I threw it to my wife and I was saying, look at this. God is able. He knows when you're going to be in need. And he will bring things to your remembrance. One of the brethren blessed me so I was overwhelmed. I said, no, I got to go sow this seed in the field. I got to. Why? Because God is making sure as we minister, you know who he is, a blessing. No, I'm not saying for that to be done unto me. No, I'm not saying that. And you know that by now. But as the Lord leads me and you, we do what the Lord says and we are blessed. And over and above the blessings be spread abroad on the people of God. Just trust him in faith. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which cause it through us thanksgiving to God. Folks, start giving thanks to God through you, my brother. To you, my sister. To what you have done. Folk have offered up thanks unto God. They say, glory to God. Glory be unto God. To the work that you have done. For the administration of this service, not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. So, some of us are in the positions of administrators, and we function in that capacity. So the administration of the service that you rendered not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. Folks, oh, I thank God. And, oh, the joy of the Lord. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your profess subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and to all men. It's not just preaching, beloved. It is not just preaching, but it is practice and preparation for the administration of this service. Not only supply the want of the saints, but is abundant. Extreme growth, extreme increase, overflowing. Also by many thanksgiving unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, do it God's way. Don't hand the word of God deceitfully. Extortion and manipulation and misapplication of the word so that you might receive stuff. Trust God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, folks start praying for you. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you, Folks start just praying for you. 
they long after you for the abundant overflowing grace of God in you. So then Paul concluded by saying, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. He gave God thanks. He thanked the brethren. He thanked all those who participated in the ministering of this gift. He said, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. He gave us grace. He gave us life. He gave us breath. He gave us health. He gave us strength. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. Our topic today for us touching the ministering to the saints. It is redundant. It is not necessary for me to write unto you regarding this matter. We've been stressing it. We've been telling it. We have been saying to you that we ought to have a collection for the saints. Now, when God told us to bring that forth, there was no shutdown. There was no layoff. Everybody was working. Everybody was going about their business to their jobs. But God knows what lies ahead. And he says, take up that collection for the saints. God knew that he would bring this time forth and people would find themselves in need. They would have wants. But he gave advance warning, make the preparation concerning the collection for the saints. So we ought to be enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God make the necessary preparations continue to prepare continue to do that which is right in God's sight let us pray father in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you O God for your word and the truth of your word your word that causes us as wise virgins to be prepared for any eventuality my God, the bridegroom, as we wait upon the bridegroom, my God, we have our lamps trimmed and we are prepared with that oil for the long haul. My God, let us not be as the foolish virgins who allow their lamps to go out, run out of oil, would then ask of us that we would share our preparedness, our preparations with them. In this case, we must say not so. But they should go to them that sell and buy for themselves. As we await your coming, O oh God, help us to stay prepared. Having our lamps trimmed. Oils. Oil in both our lamp and in our vessel. That we <coughs> might endure. Let us not be deceived, Lord, by those who tell us that we have enough. <coughs> but help us, O oh God, to always replenish that which we have used up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Today we spoke to you about ministering to the saints. We said to you that it is necessary, it is necessary that a collection for the saints be taken up. Some are able to provide for themselves, some, because of circumstances, are not able 
to receive the benefits that are offered on a national scale. So as saints, we ought to care one for another. So let us continue to minister to the saints. Let us take up that collection for the saints that when perilous times come, hard times come, we are able to take care of our own. God bless you in Jesus' name. The word tells us that we are ministers of reconciliation. You see, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. And he has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. So, you and I ought to go out into the world and to minister to those that stand in need of the word and the necessities of life. So I'm going to step away from here because we have one high priest. And that's Jesus Christ. And you can approach the throne of grace for yourself. You will find health in the time of trouble. You are a minister of reconciliation. You are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. Go boldly to the throne of God for yourself. In Jesus' name, God bless you.
Amen, amen, amen. Come on home, beloved. Come on home, won't you? Won't you please? Please come home. Good morning, brother Chris. Call me, man. Love you, bro.